Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, this is Megan Rapino, And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, what is up, San Francisco 49ers fans? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, as always, John Chapman. And I had to take a little break. I had to pump the brakes a little bit on the undrafted free agents because we've got some mo- movement off of the field. Um, not so much with personnel, but with the new rules of the NFL. So, the owners have gotten together. They've approved a few new things dealing with coaching hires, who you can deny, who you can allow in, all these different things. We're going to go through them in detail. So if you had any questions about exactly what's going on with the NFL right now, we're going to answer all those for you. And more importantly, we are going to be focusing on how these different rule changes affect the 49ers. So uh, just sit back, relax. If you have some questions, uh, we are live on Hot Mike and YouTube and Periscope if it will get its act together. But uh, we've got a lot of places for you to reach us. So just make sure if you have questions, go ahead and tag us and we will fit, we will be able to make sure that we address your questions there. Now, there's a lot of stuff to talk about here and it's going to be a lot of fun, but here's the deal. The NFL got together and they changed a lot of (laughs) the ways they do things, starting with the Rooney rule, because here's the deal. The NFL's got a a pretty bad image problem whenever it comes to minorities in positions of power, whether that's coaching or whatever. It's called the Rooney rule. I don't think it should be called the Rooney rule. It's named after Art Rooney II, um, who's done a lot to kind of help with certain issues. I think it should be called the Adam Gase rule. Because here's why. Minority head coaches, and the 49ers, we just experienced this, and we maybe benefited from it, to be honest with you, with Robert Sala. But here's the deal. If you go back to 2003, whenever they implemented the Rooney Rule, and it was basically this. Before you can hire a new head coach, you have to give the opportunity to interview to a minority. They just have to interview, right? Um, Now, the problem has been, and this is the quote from Roger Goodell himself, and so I want to use this quote as kind of a launching pad for this discussion, and we can kind of go wherever y'all want with this. I'm sure the uh, comment section is going to be straight fire today. Uh, (laughs) Try try to uh, limit yourself in what you say, uh, and let's have a constructive argument. I don't want to... Anyway, here we go. Here's the quote from Roger Goodell. Quote, 
While, while we have seen positive strides in our coaching ranks over the years, aided by the Rooney Rule, we recognize over the last two seasons that we can and must do more, end quote, Roger Goodell. So if we look at what's taken place in the NFL, uh, it's not great. Of the last 20 head coaching vacancies, only three minority coaches have been called to head coach positions. Uh, so it's three out of 20. Now, if you take a larger step back and pay attention to the entire NFL as a whole, there's 32 head coaching positions. Only four are possessed by minorities. And again, same with the general managed positions in the front office. There's only two minority general managers. So you're talking six out of 64 positions are held by minorities. Now, you know, you're going to have arguments out there. Well, the best man gets a job and all those things. Well, the problem is this. The NFL is 80% minority-driven from a player's perspective. You look at the coaches that make it to those head coaching positions, uh, entry-level positions, whatever else, they usually get hired from former players, and then they kind of move up through the ranks. But the NFL has a very, how do I say this? It gets stuck with uh, who you know rather than what you've done. As most corporations and things, usually they kind of teeter between back of that. It's not a true meritocracy, and that's why I believe it should be called the Adam Gase rule. How in the hell is this guy still have a coaching job after running the Dolphins into the ground and creating the worst franchise possible? He stays within the division. I don't know why the Jets saw what he did to their own division rival. And now you look at the worst division in all of football. It's the AFC East. And the reason why it's the worst division is because of Adam Gase. He ruined the Dolphins, and now he is ruining the Jets. And, you know, you see things like Jamal Adams and how they're going to trade the best young safety in the NFL just because they can't agree. Um, I don't understand how Adam Gase has a job still. Uh, but anyway, so whenever you look at all these things and whatever else, another thing, and I love this, uh, they're starting a minority coaching fellowship program, the NFL. And again, the quote is this, to provide NFL players – um, to establish a larger pool of qualified candidates moving forward, end quote. That's the idea. So you have the talent pool that you're pulling from is predominantly these players, these 80% minority players. They get those position coaches, defensive line, quality control, whatever else, and then they move up. Well, the problem is there's just not moving up at even close to a statistical rate that would match uh, the ethnicity and the volume of minorities in the NFL, right? So now let's just look at last year. You had two teams playing in the Super Bowl. You had arguably the best defense in the 49ers and arguably the most innovative and one of the best offenses uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, guess what? You look at the defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, young. Uh, you can't find anybody say anything bad about the guy. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and you have the exact same thing in Eric Bieniemy. Both minority coaches that are at the top of their game in the most innovative form of the most successful defensive team and the most successful offensive teams, and they prove they can win. And neither one of them got a job. Uh, they couldn't do it. And so it's kind of weird that this continues to be the case. Now, and it, and I love the fact that the NFL and Roger Goodell are coming out saying, look, they're not dealing with <laughs> whether it's, you know, racism or whatever, because I don't think that's the case. He's literally, we have to use his words for what they are. We have to do better. We have to do more. Now, there were 
ideas out there where you would increase compensation in the third round, where you could move up six picks or ten picks if you hired. They scratched that, and I, I'm glad that they scratched that. But I am also glad that they are trying to change what's going out there and what it's going to look like now because here's the new rules, okay? The new rules are you have to interview two now. Is this going to increase in changes? I don't know. Uh, from my own personal standpoint, which I get, my, my own personal views are not taken into consideration by the NFL. I've always had the mindset, if every job I have ever interviewed for in my life, I have gotten. Uh, now, it's hard to get the interview. But once I get in the door, that's my job. I just That's just my mentality, and that's just kind of what I've always been able to possess. By creating more interviews for minorities, I really do think that this will increase the opportunity Eh, maybe not for head coaches right off the bat. I don't think we're going to see a giant jump in 2020 or 2021. Um, but it, perhaps this just creates more opportunities. Uh, and I think this is huge too because Robert Sala, and again, let's bring it back now to what the 49ers look like and how this affects them. Robert Sala, if everything goes according to plan, is gone after this year. He's gone. That's just what he, we got lucky in keeping him. The Browns should have hired him. The only reason why the Browns didn't hire Robert Sala is because they got Robert Sala light. They got Joe Woods, our defensive backs coach. So they hired Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator. I was on um one of the Browns podcasts. Uh, just an awesome guy, Neil. He's from Ireland, and he runs a Browns podcast from Ireland. I was on with him last week just talking about Joe Woods and all these things and you know what Browns fans can expect from Joe Woods and defense, whatever else. But what the Browns wanted to do was they wanted to copy and paste what the 49ers have done. The NFL is a copycat league. We understand that. So they go get Kevin Stefanski, who, guess what, runs the outside zone blocking scheme. Uh, you know, he's with Kirk Cousins. He does a lot of Kyle Shanahan-esque stuff. And they wanted the 49ers defense. So the finalist for the head coaching job was Robert Sala and Kevin Stefanski. Well, guess what? Kevin Stefanski coached for eight years with Joe Woods back in Minnesota. And so they said, you know what? Why don't we get Kevin Stefanski and get him to bring over Joe Woods and he can implement Robert Sala's defense, best of both worlds, and that's why they went with that. And that makes sense. I don't think it was a bad hire, but they're basically just copy and pasting that over. Now, I guarantee you this. If the 49ers defense does what it did last year, and you know you take a step back and you look at the defense, I think it's going to be better. I really, really do. I don't think we finished the year with 16 players on injured reserve like we did in 2019. Um, you had DeForest Buckner, that hurts. But outside of DeForest Buckner, every single person is coming back. Every single one. Uh, we didn't lose literally anybody else. Sheldon Day, you could say, uh, but I'm not counting him as a quality contributor, unfortunately. I like the guy. I just think that uh, very subpar minutes um, or snaps whenever he was on the field. So whenever we're looking forward, the 49ers organization has to have a mindset of, this is Robert Sala's last year. He's going to be at the top of everybody's list moving forward. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, now, I do want to take a break just real quick before we move forward and just say shout out to the Countdown crew. I see all the comments on there. Uh, Hot Mike and on YouTube. Really, really appreciate that. Love it. See George. He's in there. Robert, what's up? What's up? And again, if you guys don't remember or just to remind you what's at stake this month, we've got about a week left. This is the awesome DeForest Buckner artist rendering that I want to be sending out for free with some other 40, uh, 49ers Rush merchandise, um, as well to one of the Countdown crew. 
So all you got to do is very, very simple. Be on the podcast whenever we go live. It just hashtag CC whenever that countdown's going on. And the more times you do it, the more you get entered in. It doesn't go to the person that does it the most. That's just more times entered in. And then you have to follow their YouTube page, the artist that does this. It's called Aether Art on YouTube. They do some awesome stuff. If you go over there, you'll see he, he describes and shows you exactly how he makes the entire drawing and painting, whatever you want to call it. Uh, that's Aether Art, A-E-T-H-E-R Art. So all you got to do, countdown crew, check. Follow their YouTube page. I'll be giving that away and sending that your way in one week's time. Now, let's jump forward with another thing. And this is, I feel like this rule should be called the Kyle Shanahan rule. Because you can no longer deny your coaches for interviews. Guess what? Kyle Shanahan denies some people uh, (laughs) a lot of interviews. You look at last year, both Mike LaFleur the passing game coordinator whose brother uh, LaFleur is now the head coach for the Green Bay Packers. He wanted to bring his brother along. And Kyle Shanahan said, no, no, no. We're not going to let you have him. And then Mike McDaniel, who's the run game coordinator, he wanted to go interview, or rather the Arizona Cardinals wanted to interview him as well for an offensive uh, coordinator job. Kyle Shanahan, Dikembe Mutombo, that one as well. Now, why would Kyle Shanahan do this? Okay, for Kyle Shanahan, he says that's a lateral move because at both of those situations, you know, whether it's LaFleur in Green Bay or Kingsbury in Arizona, they're calling the plays. So if these guys go be their offensive coordinators, that's lateral. They're not moving up. He's not blocking people from interviewing up. He's blocking people from interviewing across. If you remember Rick Scangrello, who used to be our passing game coordinator, he got hired by Denver because he was going to be the offensive play caller. Now, he got fired after one year, but that's besides the point. So Kyle Shanahan says, look, we're not. I'm not allowing my guys to leave if it's a lateral move. Kyle Shanahan calls the plays. He's the legit offensive coordinator. That's why we have a passing game coordinator and a running game coordinator. But the new rule says this. Each team has to create a flow chart of personal of of sorry responsibilities personalities that would be kind of fun i'd put george kittle at the top of that that flow chart but you can't block those things anymore so if this exact same situation happens in 2021 and mike lafleur wants to interview or wants to interview with the green bay packers Kyle Shanahan cannot block him unless he makes him the de facto offensive coordinator with play calling responsibilities so it, this, this is going to affect the 49ers who's had a lot of success. Every team in the NFL, guess what? They want to be a part of the Kyle Shanahan run game offensive system. That's what they want. So you're going to see guys that are going to start leaving the building. Uh, you know, you go back to the Patriots and you look at all the head coaches and coordinators that have left. To uh, Most of them haven't had that much success, but that's what we're on our way towards as 49ers fans. Mike LaFleur is going to be gone in a year. I'm telling you that. Mike McDaniel, he might stick around maybe, probably going to be gone in a year or two. Robert Sala is going to be gone in a year. Now, the good news is they're not the pivotal pieces to the 49ers' success, or at least you'd think so. It's Kyle Shanahan than everybody else. Now, that defensive system, which whenever we brought in Robert Sala and all these super young coaches, there was no experience really across the position. You had, you, I mean, you look at the coaches 
that the 49ers continue to bring in. Guys like D'Amico Ryans, who, whenever he was hired, was a great former player and an assistant coach for a long time, but he was not a play caller type guy or whatever else. Now you're looking at him as an opportunity. Man, if Robert Sala left today, I think D'Amico Ryans is going to be in the short seat for possible defensive coordinator position. Uh, Chris Kucerik, you know, who's gotten a lot of credit, rightfully so, of being kind of the key to the success of the 49ers defense evolving from the atrocity that they were in 2018 to the beast in 2019. Yeah, Nick Bosa had a lot to do with that. Health had a lot to do with that. But so did Chris Kucerik. So the 49ers are going to see a lot of changeover after this year. Luckily, <laughs> luckily things are okay right now. Um, and also, uh, you're not you're no longer allowed to stop football execs from interviewing for GM jobs. So Adam Peters, you're the head of the 49ers pro personnel. Guess what? That dude's going to be interviewed for some GM jobs. Okay, we've been lucky to have him for as long as we have. You cannot block it if it's a move up. And the terminology used. Uh, and the new rule is, quote-unquote, bona fide, meaning, guess what? Mike LaFleur and Mike McDaniel, not bona fide coordinators. They're not. They don't call plays. So if they get the opportunity to be the legit offensive coordinator, which the 49ers don't have, we don't have one. Kyle Shanahan said that's me. He, he occupies both those roles. So if another team is willing to give that title to these guys, they're gone, or at least they have the opportunity to go. So that, that's another big change that's going to affect the 49ers. Not so much this year, but looking forward, um, that's going to be huge. Now, the, the positive side to this is if you're a young coach, guess what? You want to work with Kyle Shanahan because he's going to get you a job. He's going to get you a job. So it's, yeah, you're going to lose some top-tier guys, but you know coaches get to pick where they go. If, you know, somebody wants them, let's say you're a young coach and you want to work with Kyle Shanahan, period, because he's going to get you up the ladder, whatever the ladder that is. Now, let's change gears and let's talk a little bit about, oh, here we go, coronavirus, COVID-19, let's do this. Here's the deal. Teams are now allowed to open their facilities, but not all teams. Eight NFL teams cannot, and your 49ers are definitely part of that. Now, as soon as this announcement was made by the NFL, cities started scrambling. You know, th there was the rumor out there, hey, come to Arizona. <laughs> we'll have the whole NFL rule uh, league right here. Come on, let's go. Um, you know, you talk about Nevada, you talk about Arizona, all these different places, whatever. Well, Gavin Newsom comes out, and which was very shocking. I did not expect this. This is the hugest announcement ever. And he says that pro sports can resume, even in California, um, can resume as early as June, uh, but without fans. And so I think you gotta got to get used to this idea of limited to no fans at games, and that's okay. It's not ideal, but I think we would all, <laughs> if, if we could get 100% guarantee from the NFL and all the different states' governors that, guess what, the NFL season is going to move forward as planned, just no fans till, I don't know, October or whatever. It doesn't matter. Pick a, pick a day. Everybody would say, please, yes, please, yes, please, yes. We're fine with that. And if you look globally, you're getting some soccer overseas. Um, you're getting to see some different sporting events start to take place, MMA, whatever else. So this is great. Now, just a California perspective, 53 of the 58 counties in California are ready to move to Phase 2. 
Now, unfortunately, you look at the uh, counties that they're in, uh, where the Levi Stadium is, it's it's not ready to move forward yet. It is one of those counties that is going to be slowly progressing. But hopefully, they get to a state uh, where they can finally move forward. So finally, some good news. This is great. And as this starts to happen... You know, you get into the logistics that it's going to take place to keep these players reserved from the general population and tested several times a day and all this different stuff. They're talking about new NFL face masks. Uh, basically, I've seen a couple of the prototypes that are put out there. Basically, you have the helmet, the visor that a lot of players wear to look cool or whatever else would just be extended underneath the face mask. So instead of the visor just being across your eyes... It would extend underneath the face mask behind it all the way to the bottom of your chin. Very similar to like a surgical mask, but just that clear visor would stop from, you know, breath. You talk about two grown men running face mask to face mask at the offensive line 80 plus times a game. There's going to be spit. There's going to be all breathing all in each other's faces, all those things. Uh, and, you know, none of these have been approved yet. But the NFL is in a great position because they've only lost – one week of workouts to this point. You look at the NBA, you look at Major League Baseball, you look at every other sport, it, they've lost their seasons, okay? NFL is sitting back kind of fat cat style just, you know, due to happenstance, nothing of their own doing. They have lost nothing. The draft was a huge success. Free agency was a huge success. Schedule release was a huge success. Teams are doing virtual workouts right now, but... They haven't lost any money yet. <laughs> They're still going strong. And they still got more time before we get to August, whenever the games happen. I mean, you know, I'm recording this. It's May 23rd. And they still have a lot of time to allow the NBA, Major League Baseball, to go forward and kind of, you know, learn from them and what they do. Now, obviously, the NFL is way more contact-driven, but I'm telling you, Money is going to rule the day. It's just what it is, especially in the current economic situation the United States is in. They're going to move forward with the season. Um, now, we look at what implication this has on the season. Because let's just say hypothetically, somebody gets sick on the 49ers, okay? So they move forward. No fans. We're going to have our games. We're playing Arizona week one, okay? We move forward. What happens when somebody gets sick? Because here's the thing, depth is going to be everything. Everything. Let's say half your D-line room gets gets sick with the disease. They're gone. The game's not going to stop if you've got, you know, five of these 55 players get sick. You remove the players that are sick, you quarantine them, and then you move forward. That's what's going to happen. So depth is going to be more important than ever. Because if somebody goes down, it's not time <laughs> to just say, well, Jimmy Garoppolo's out. So we'll just cancel the game. That's not what's going to happen. You got to play. Um, now, thankfully, now let's turn it back to the 49ers. 49ers have one of the most depth-driven rosters in the NFL. I really do think that there's you know two to three teams that stand out whenever you talk about depth. It's the Saints, and it's the 49ers. They're 1A and 1B as far as depth goes across the roster, across you know their entire depth chart. They're stacked. Uh, there's a couple teams that you look past their starting roster and you're just like, who the hell are these guys? And with, again, going back to the new NFL rules, 
Now you have a 12-person practice squad, and you're allowed to move guys up and down each week of the practice squad without waiving them every single time. You increase from 53 active players to 55. These were done before the you know coronavirus and all that stuff, but this is huge. This is going to help the 49ers so much because they struggled. You go back to the Super Bowl. Dante Pettis was the healthy scratch. They didn't want to do that. They wanted him to be the backup just in case a wide receiver went down. He would he would go in. But now you're talking about bringing an additional two players out on the active squad, and that is huge for teams with depth, especially that like to rotate a defensive line, like to rotate running backs, like to rotate wide receivers. You like to do all those things. That gives you that extra advantage. Look at the draft what the 49ers did with Colton McKivitz. Guess what? That guy's going to back up the entire offensive line, all five positions. And so it gives you a little bit more flexibility moving forward uh, that I think the 49ers have an advantage. I really, really do. And, oh, man, I'm so excited. I put this in my notes. We have an awesome rider. We got a great team. Uh, you know, I'm the one that's always on the screen. Um, but make no mistake, there is a freaking beast of a team behind uh, the 49ers Rush podcast that gets things going from web development, uh, web editors, Julio crushing it. Uh, the writer I'm about to talk about now, Adam Hawking, who just, golly, <laughs> he is putting out one of the best article threads out there, period, where he's going through and breaking down. This is all available on NinersRush.com. Each position group. He's already done a day. He's done this. He, he's been working for weeks on this article series, and we're releasing just a facet of it each day. Um, he's already done quarterbacks, the running back room, wide receivers, all separate articles and just going through in detail. It is legit using film, uh, Twitter. Anal- it's it's awesome. So head over there. Can't say thanks enough to Adam. And, of course, uh, Del DeMont, who does a lot of the idea stuff. We've got a couple big projects that are in the work. And, of course, man, Juan Salas, who is the freaking man. He does all the video cutups and runs the Instagram page. Uh, it's It's just pretty cool. You know, we've been doing this podcast for going on our fourth year now. And I think this is episode 270 or something like that. I'd have to look at the numbers. But it's pretty cool whenever you get all these people together for so long and they just keep putting out great content. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm very, very happy to be a part of this. And we're not done. As I say all the time, we're just getting started here because we, we, we've got some big ideas coming your way. And we want to be the number one 49ers whatever, whether that's film, website, articles, podcast, we want it. Uh, we're greedy. <laughs> we're greedy is what it is. All right, now let's get back to some rules. And this one has not been approved yet. The onside kick rule, it, it, they changed it about four, three years ago, and it hasn't been the same. It's almost impossible to get onside kicks. Now, whatever else, it, it kind of dulls the excitement at the end of the game. You know, if you look at why people love March Madness or why people love Game 7s, or any of those things across sports. It's that ending. That's what people want. The culmination of a winner or loser. And we want to try to make it where it's as dramatic as possible. One of the ideas that is pitched is changing the onside kick rule. Where It's not really changing that. You could still do the onside kick. But now teams will have the option twice a game. If they choose to. Of going for it 4th and 15. So instead of onside. Let's say we, we're down 10 points. Okay, uh, 49ers are down 10 points. With 30 seconds left. The 49ers go forward. They score a touchdown, right? They kick the extra point. Now they're down three. There's only 10 seconds left. 
So instead of the onside kick, you now have the option of doing a fourth and 15 backed up on your own 25 yard line. So you got 75 yards to go. It's, it's not very likely and you can only do this twice a game. So the very first step you get is fourth and 15 on your own 25. If you don't convert it, the other team takes over where the ball is. If you do convert it, you just continue your drive. So if you get 16 yards, then guess what? It's going to be first and 10 for you. Uh, what would that be? Mass hard for me. I think that's at the 40. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, at the 41-yard line if you got 16 yards. Boom, education for the win. Um, but I love this idea. I absolutely love this idea just because I think it's exciting. Um, and, you know, it, it will just create a lot more fun at the end of games. Now, we think about how easy or how difficult it is to convert a fourth and 15. And you're like, man, that's kind of easy. You know, we remember back to the two, three, and 16s against the Rams, You even the third and 15 in the Super Bowl, which still hurts. It, they are possible, but if the NFL went and did a study and they looked back over the last decade and the statistical rate to convert those fourth and 15s or third and 15s is almost equivalent to converting an onside kick. Uh, before they changed the rules three years ago. So I like the idea. Hasn't approved yet, but I think that it should be just because, man, that would be so exciting uh, to get that last drive down the field and have that opportunity. Puts it on your defense a little bit. And as a 49ers fan, this is huge because you mean I would much rather have my defense out there than the hands team and it rely on a weird bounce. I think that this puts things more into the sphere of talent and player strength than it does chance i don't want chance i want to earn it and so the ball bounces weird or whatever else i don't want that i want the fourth and 15 and i want nick bosa to end the game with a sack uh, against a division opponent just to prove to them yeah we're that much better than you um so anyway again you could only do it twice a game you don't have to you could still do the onside kick so that's still out there but uh if you miss it Guess what? The other teams in field goal range automatically. So you take over at the 25, and you can just kick a field goal right then and there if you want to. So I I think it's going to be one of those things. I do think it's going to get approved. I do. Because they're trying to get rid of onside kicks, period, because the concussion and just dudes laying each other out and all that stuff. So from a health standpoint, I like it. From an entertainment standpoint, I like it. Now the continuity, the traditionalists, of the NFL, they're like, oh, well, we haven't done it that way. Let's don't change it. Yeah, I get that. I think it'd be one of those things where they approve it with a one-year pending to see how it goes, allow it to play out, and then see if they want to reapprove it next year. Uh, but I think it's going to be – I think it's going to go. I really, really do. Uh, now, before we move on, uh, I want to talk about the new 49ers coaches. We got two coaches I want to talk about and the vacancies that they are filling, where they came from, the pedigree, and all those things. But before we do that, let's jump in with a quick word from our sponsor. I just want to give a real quick shout out to our sponsor. I love this. BetOnline.ag. These guys are awesome. They have supported the uh, podcast and all of Blue Wire podcasts for a while now. They are a great company. And here's the deal. With currently no NBA, NHL, MLB, football, whatever, you, there's no sports. We get it. But here's the deal. You can still go out and bet. Um, our exclusive partner, betonline.he, still has hundreds of events, games, props to wager on. From their online casinos to poker, blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Now, uh, if you're missing the NFL, um, no problem. 
They have live daily, every single day, Madden NFL 20 simulations that you can bet on. So you can still bet on TV shows like Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, all those things, stock prices, religion, whatever. It doesn't matter. You can bet on everything. BetOnline.ag. It's open 24 hours a day, and it's all online. So head over there. Here's the deal. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE, one word, BLUEWIRE, to join today. Receive your new welcome bonus, betonline.ag, your online wagering solution. Head over there. Sign up now. All right. So let's jump into, uh, I'm going to get to some questions after this. I want to talk about these two coaches who I haven't really addressed yet in the podcast. So I want to talk about them, but if you have some questions, whether that's on YouTube or or hot mic, please put those in the chats and tag me. Uh, we'll get to that after we talk about these two coaches. Um, so there's two new 49ers coaches. The first one up is Tony Odin. He's the new defensive backs coach, and uh, he's replacing Joe Woods. Those are huge shoes to fill. You know, you go back to Jeff Halfley, who left. Uh, he was with us for the first two years. He left to go be the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Yeah, he did a poor job. <laughs> it's really weird that he went from, you know, uh, DB's coach, and he got kind of a promotion to be the defensive coordinator at Ohio State because he did a bad job with us. Now, he's done a great job at the college level, but we upgraded the first time going from Jeff Halfley to Joe Woods. There's no doubt about that. The secondary played so well last year as a whole. Yeah, there were some issues with the Keller Witherspoon, whether that was injury-related, confidence-related, whatever else. We didn't get a lot of turnovers from the safety position, but they were stout. And they played within the scheme and were not a deficiency really at all. Cornerback play elevated with Richard Sherman, Emmanuel Mosley. And, of course, you cannot mention – I mean, you cannot help but mention Kwan Williams, who that, – that he played all-pro level. He didn't get the votes, but he played as an all-pro nickel guy. Awesome job. And so Joe Woods leaving is a loss. It's a huge loss. It's a very, very big loss. We get this guy, Tony Oden, in. And I like him. You look at the guys he's coached, okay? He's coached Daryl Revis. He's coached Darius Slay. Xavier Howard, who I think is one of the best cornerbacks in the NFL today, doesn't get a lot of attention because he's down in Miami and they don't get on TV very much. Mika Fitzpatrick, he's worked with these guys. He was in Miami before here, and he has ties to Robert Sala. They worked together in Houston back in 2004. So, you know, defensively, they've worked together. And he's also coached with, again, Tony Odin. He's coached with Chris Kucerich. They were both with the Saints when they won the Super Bowl. So there's a lot of connections between this coaching staff, and I like that. I really, really do. I think it's going to bring a lot of continuity. Now, another coach, Chris Kiffin, Lane Kiffin's brother, Monty Kiffin's son. You know, the Kiffin family is very well-known. Uh, throughout the football world, both college and NFL. Um, he was our pass rush specialist coach. So he's not a D-line coach. Uh, he's not assistant D-line coach. He just works on pass rush moves, whatever. He's moved on. Uh, he went with the Browns. He went with Joe Woods to, to the Browns. He's going to be a D-line coach there. So he got a promotion to go over there. We replace him with Alex White Cotton, which is uh, just an awesome name. Um, and he's going to be our D-line coach. Uh, he's going to be that, uh, what's it called, that, kind of pass rush specialist. He was with the Bills uh, for the past three years and kind of bounced around a little bit uh, before that. But uh, So we get these two new additions, excited about that. But again, going back to the 2020 offseason, okay? and I know I've said this, and I'm going to keep saying it because I think it's really important. 
the 49ers have a great advantage in the fact that they have so much continuity from 2019 to 2020, which is always important every single season, but none more important than this year because it's going to be difficult to get rookie involvement and new coach involvement in this scheme because they can't meet, they can't do OTAs. Yeah, they're meeting on Zoom, but it's not the same thing. Um, I really do think that rookies this year will have the least effect on the NFL season as ever before. Now, there are some positions that will be exceptions. Defensive line, okay? Javon Kinlaw, guess what? Yeah, he needs more coaching. There's no, He's very raw, but at the end of the day, he's a bull rusher with size. You can put him in there, and he can go day one. Wide receiver, probably the largest learning court curve. You talk quarterback, huge learning curve. Cornerback, all these different things, unless you run man. There's issues everywhere. But the 49ers don't have to worry about those things. Even our left tackle, Trent Williams, has played in this system before. He's a plug-and-play guy. He's going to be fine week one. And so you talk about the advantages and disadvantages through all these things, right? New rules, no fans, whatever else. This is a 49ers podcast, so let's change it and focus it on us. The 49ers look good, (laughs) and they kind of come out in the positive way of almost all of these things, perhaps not the new coaching rules uh, with hiring and interviewing coaches and denying things like that. That's going to hurt us in the long term, but that's kind of where we're at. Now, let's get to a couple questions. I'm going to go through the hot mic questions, then I'll jump over to YouTube if we still have time. Uh, Just want to say thank you again to everybody that is joining us. you know, we, we've got it, it, it's fun. It's fun just sitting around and talking football. We're in the dark period of the off season, but that's kind of where we're at. Uh, real quick from George on Hot Mike. Uh, yeah, they they denied the compensation with draft picks for hiring hiring minorities, and this is the way the NFL does things. Before they move forward with an idea, they'll float it out there and allow people to argue it on Twitter and wherever else, and just gauge. All right, is this good? Is this uh, positive publicity or negative? And it came back super negative on trying to reward teams draft picks for hiring uh, minority coaches. So they shot that one down. So that one is gone. Um, That's just what it is. Uh, Real quick, here we go. Uh, This is over in Hot Mike. Uh, Niner Drag, I love this. John, I would love to see the Red and Gold Dynasty rebirth. Um, But yeah, yeah. Coaches are a revolving door nowadays. You're exactly right. Loyalty needs to be repeated. I think we see some of that. You know, you look at somebody like Eric Armstead, who gave a deal to the 49ers. He, he could have signed for more elsewhere, but he wanted to stay. And so you look at Jarek McKinnon. He could have collected his two years paycheck, said peace, and went and signed with another team and got a new contract. He didn't do that. He, he feels that he needs to stay to prove himself. And so you get some of those things. Now, obviously, it's hard to leave money on the table. You know, I'm a teacher. (laughs) Um, There's different things that drive everybody. And, you know, I love DeForest Buckner, and I think he earned everything he got. But his priority was getting that $21 million. And, well, guess what? He got it, and I'm happy for him. And I'm going to continue to root for him even though he's not on my team. But whenever you look at somebody that's saying, I want this much money because this is what I deserve, or – hey, this is a decent deal, and I want to be a part of this team. The hometown discount, right? <laughs> I think you see some examples of that. There are obviously going to be coaches. You know, I've coached, and 
the dream is to be a head coach. You want to run your own program. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And so whenever you look at guys like Robert Sala or Chris Kucerich or any of these guys, LaFleur, they want to run their own program, and they deserve that, and hopefully they get that. And unfortunately, the 49ers can only have one head coach, and we have the best head coach. I love it. If, if, we, if we scrapped every single head coach in the NFL and you get a draft, okay, 49ers, you got first pick, who do you want your head coach to be? I'm struggling to find anybody over Kyle Shanahan at this moment. You can say Bill Belichick just because what he did, but he's really freaking old. He's not going to be around a lot longer. I want Kyle Shanahan. That's the coach I want. And so very, very happy with the situation there. Uh, from Nick over on YouTube, um, how does the 49ers' schedule affect their ability to repeat last season's success? They better come out the gate hot. <laughs> um the 49ers schedule gets difficult towards the end, very similar to 2019, but it's a very friendly schedule in the sense that their long uh, East Coast trips, they're back-to-back weeks two and three, and they're just going to stay out there, so that's great. Um, I, I really do think it's a great schedule. You know, They're not playing a lot of people on short weeks. Um, it, I, I really, really like it. The, the only one that scares me a lot, and again, I did the whole schedule breakdown, is that matchup versus the Patriots. They're coming off a of bye week. Uh, they're going to have two weeks to prepare, and we have to go to them. I don't like that, but uh, no, I like the schedule. I really, really do. 12-4, to 13-3, very, very realistic opportunity uh, moving forward. Um, here we go, another question. Will Shanahan call for Jimmy to throw more deep balls with the addition of Ayuk? You hope so. If you look at the 32 starting quarterbacks across the NFL, Jimmy Garoppolo threw the fewest deep pass attempts. Deep balls are qualified by passes that travel over 20 yards in the air. Now, you could say, guess what? He didn't throw that many, but he was the most successful at it. Uh, 75% uh, completion percentage, did a heck of a job. Um, you know, yeah, I think that there's just a lot there. But he doesn't do it often. Uh, that is something that would be very, very beneficial if we could start to throw the deep ball much more often. Um, it's, it's, it's a major weakness in this offense, but whenever we do it, it's, you know, off of play action. You look at all the deep pass, deep pass completions. They're all almost off of play action. Um, so hopefully they could do that more, uh, from Jeremy. He says the new tight end, <laughs> the 49ers drafted going to be the replacement for number 44. He's talking about Charlie Warner replacing Kyle use I think you are exactly correct. Um, Year one, Charlie Warner will be the wide receiver two on blocking downs. Year two, it is very possible that if you don't want to pay an extra five to six million dollars for Kyle Juszczyk, you're going to have to make some tough decisions whenever you're trying to get Kittle signed and a lot of other players. Cornerback's going to be, you're going to have to spend at corner at some point. Um, I think guys like that are going to be huge. I really like that call. I really, really do. Uh, from Mr. Miller, what do you think of Jimmy G working out with uh, Kendrick Bourne, Taylor Hurd, Point Dexter, and Debo? Yeah, the video Kendrick Bourne leaked out on his Instagram showed all these people, and uh, Pettis was a part of that group as well, going to work out. Uh, I think it was, oh, man, I forget where it was, San Jose maybe. But anyway, uh, they didn't show much of the workout itself. They just, Kendrick Bourne was just showing them all walking onto the field. Uh, that was really, really cool. That was on his, And so you love to see that. Uh, hopefully they're being smart. Uh, it'd be the worst thing for them to get sick or whatever else. But no, it's great. Um, and the fact that you're in a situation where you have these guys that actually want to go out and participate and do these things to improve. 
I think that's everything. I really, really do. So, all right, guys, that's going to do it for us. Uh, really enjoyed talking with you guys. Lots and lots of fun. And just remember, go subscribe to Aether Art YouTube channel so you can win. Uh, have a chance to win that Javon Kinlaw drawing. Really excited to give that away for free and all those things. And we will be back with more, as we always are. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. And stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.